Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It is cold outside. And so my first service, people, I got to give you some serious love. When you drove to church today, it was like 19 degrees outside. Come on, give yourselves a hand. I mean, woo! All these people last week are like, man, it's 75 at Christmas. It just doesn't feel like Christmas. Tyra was like, uh, just wait. <laughs> because uh, we know if you live in Oklahoma, the cold is common. I mean, January and February are the cold months uh, here in Oklahoma. If you, are, if you decided to stay at home at the comfort of your own you know, squishy blanket and watch today. Welcome. We're glad you're here today for all of you joining in online. Excited that you guys are starting your year off in church. Amen, everyone. It has been a uh, series that we've been waiting for. Uh, the Lord began dealing with me about this series uh, actually some months ago. Uh, I had this sense uh, of a direction that we were supposed to go during this series, and then I started kind of praying about it, doing some research. Turns out there's a lot of different churches that are doing similar message series or have done similar message series like what we're going into over the last few months. And so that tells me one thing, the Holy Spirit has a message for the capital C, big C church, the body of Christ. And so I don't know how long the series is going to go. I know I've got enough content for at least six, eight weeks, but I'm just going to just see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us as a community of believers over the next few weeks as we go into this series. And with your permission... Um, I don't know how long this series is going to last, uh, but I'm just going to take my time, if that's okay with you guys. I'm just going to take my time. I'm going I'm to endeavor to pray, be led. And you're like, well, don't you do that every single weekend? Yes, yes. But, you, you know, I'm not going to stay on our Christmas series any longer because, you know, it's the new year, right? Um, but with that, I'm also going to take my time during the actual services, We've got a lot of time in between our, our, our first service and our second service now. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm not saying I'm going to keep you all day. I'm not going to keep you. We actually still need your parking spot and we still need your kids out of the nursery for second service, right? Um, but I am not going to get in a rush and I need you guys to be okay with that. You guys okay with that? And I need you to believe with me. I've got a lot of notes on screen. I really do. And I can say them all or I can say one verse it really just depends on you. It really just depends on the hearer in the room. Um, the interesting thing about your place church, and really any church that uh, endeavors to be led by the Spirit of God, is though you can have the same message, the same scriptures, even some of the same points, each service kind of takes its own shape based upon who's in the room, based upon who's watching. And we've learned something in this season of, of, of church where a lot of people are watching online. We can say something in the middle of a weekend service. Someone will catch that service on Wednesday because they worked on Sunday. And they were like, oh my gosh, it was like you look right at the camera and spoke to me. Uh, and so that's what we want. I told the Lord, Lord, I want one of those moments that when I'm at, you know, after service in the foyer, people come up to me and they, they try to tell me what I said during service that really ministered to them. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say that. 
because the Holy Spirit was the one that said that to them. Amen? So that's what we're looking forward to today. And quite honestly, I woke up this morning and I, and I really felt like the Lord told me, don't throttle back. And you know what that means, right? Based upon, you know, who's in the room, new people, uh, not new people, people who I know their stories or I don't know their stories. Man, when you're a communicator and you're looking in the eyes of somebody who you know is going through some stuff, your temptation is to say things just a little softer, maybe, than the Lord gave them to you. If, with your permission, I just want to share, I just want to say it the way the Lord gave it to me. Are you guys okay with that? I like you guys. I do. I like you guys. This is going to be a great series. The only thing I can tell you is the series is entitled Planted. It's called Planted. And I know what you're thinking, Planted. It's going to be something about a plant, a tree, a flower, you know, a brush. Yeah, it does. But here's, it's going to be so much more than that. You know, it's been a very crazy season. It really has. And I mean, it's not just, and I'm, we're not going to just keep reliving, you know, 2020 over again. But even 2021, as, as it has now closed, we're into 2022. There's a lot of sense of change, of expectation. It has been a crazy season. And everybody thinks that, well, if I am really close to God and, and, and if my life was where it should be, then I shouldn't be experiencing the things that I'm experiencing. But what if God's plan isn't that you necessarily avoid pain, but he actually takes you through pain? Are you with me, friends? Come on, don't leave me. I, I'm, I'm starting now. I'm starting. Like, this is the message. Don't leave me up here by myself, right? I don't believe that God orchestrates pain. I really don't. I don't believe he orchestrates and divinely creates intersections where you're just going to intentionally endure a season that just feels terrible. But I definitely believe God watches us as we navigate pain. He, he watches as we navigate life. We're like, God save us now. What if his response is, I'm actually going to sustain you now. I'm going to sustain you through this. Most of us, we want to give up in moments like that because it's just not easy. And we want our lives to be easy. I know we're entering starting next, or this, this Saturday actually, this Saturday night at sundown, we're entering into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And growth and comfort never go together. Someone needs to write that down. Growth and comfort never go together. They are enemies and will never be able to produce at the same time. But come on, we're, we're humans, and we just want to be comfortable. We want to binge watch everything we want to binge watch, and we still want to party a little while, and we still want to sleep in. We want to embezzle a little bit. We want to drink a little bit. We want to hook up every now and then, and we want to do all of these other things, but we still want all that God has planned for us. We still want to experience his fullness. I told you I'm just going to just go at it. Are you guys with me? Growth and comfort do not Mix, and I think we know that. But if I can be honest, I know sitting in the room right now and people watching online, you have zero intentions on, on praying and fasting for the next 21 days. You have zero intentions on doing that because it doesn't feel 
like something you want to do. It doesn't feel comfortable. And I'm just going to be honest with you. There are two people sitting in the room today. There is one who come February 1st, they're going to have a divine intersection meet them. They're going to have an awakening. They're going to have, the Lord's going to share something with them that they've been looking for direction on for months, even years. They're going to have a breakthrough. And then there are people that come February 1st that it's just going to be business as usual. And the only difference is the ones who make a decision right now, this weekend, to take the next 21 days and just spend it in the Lord's presence. To pray, to fast something. I'm not saying you have to fast all food, but I do think it needs to sting a little. Are you with me, friends? It does. That's the whole point of fasting, is that it makes your flesh sting just a little. So I want everyone to understand that if you feel buried in any situation of your life, this series is for you. If you're buried in depression... If you're buried in anxiety, if you're buried in what people are saying about you, even family members, close friends, this series is for you because you're not buried, you're actually planted. Come on, friends, are you with me? God is here right now, and he's about to give you some hope in your life. He's about to breathe life back into your vision. He's about to give you a little vitamin C, vitamin B12 shot into your dream during this series because he has got a plan for all of us. God wants to capture you now so you don't quit on some things prematurely. And I really believe that. Listen, if you're about to make a pretty significant decision, will you just give the Lord a few weeks here? Just give the Lord a few weeks here and see what happens. See what changes. See what he says. See what he talks about. Some of you, you, the Lord needs to get a hold of you before you give up on your marriage because things are rough. Amen. The Lord wants to get a hold of you before you give up on your calling because that opportunity didn't happen like you thought it would or before you give up on your degree because it's hard, before you claim bankruptcy because you didn't see a way out. Before you quit church because you seemingly aren't getting anything from it. The Lord has your address. And he is going to share some things with you over the next few weeks. Can I have an amen, someone? But we got to be open. we got to be willing to hear it. we got to be willing to let it sting a little bit. Come on. What? <laughs> People meet me after service sometimes and like, you were stepping on my toes, Pastor. If your toes are on the track when that train comes through, that is not my fault. Amen, everyone? That is not my fault. But we're going to believe God to be spirit-led today. And honestly, a lot of what happens in the next few minutes is more dependent on you than me. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. Lord, we know and we can feel it. There's a sense in the air. Lord, that you want to do some things in the people of your place, church. And Father, if we're going to be honest, we know there are some areas of our life that we are not planted in. And Lord, that's why we're so excited about this series. Because Father, we believe that something's going to happen over the next few days, even the next few weeks, even the next few months, Father God, that are going to be life-altering to us. 
Father, people are going to look back on this series at the end of this year, and they're going to say, this, that series is when everything started to change. They're going to say, that time of prayer and fasting, that's when God showed up. That's where you showed up, Lord. That's where, that's where I felt vision. That's where I felt life again, is during that season. So, Father, we just purpose to keep our hearts open. Father, I pray that you would lead me, that you would guide me, Father. Lord, I thank you for the anointing, the oil of joy, hallelujah, to come over me and this whole place in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, we've been living uh, in our home uh, now for about four years, this one. Um, and before we moved here, we were selling our last house. In between, we had a detached garage and then our house here. And then we had this little, it, it was a very kind of modern looking house. Um, but in between the garage and the house was a very mature, very beautiful Japanese maple. It's the ones that are very red during the summer, you know what I mean? And it had grown up through, but there was this like this little hole, we called it the courtyard, this hole between our garage and our house. So the house was this way and the garage was this way and there was this courtyard opening where this Japanese maple had grown up and just really, you almost couldn't see that side of the house because of how beautiful and big this Japanese maple was. Well, it had, um, during that season, produced some volunteers and a volunteer is simply when a when a tree replants itself okay I'm not going to get into the birds and the bees here all right but but basically the tree um, was was producing more trees boys and girls okay and uh, there was a, there was these little Japanese maples popping up out of the ground and Tyra loved this tree so much that she wanted to take a you know it was just going to be you know, a, just a little bit of a reminder of our, our, our last house, that beautiful Japanese maple. So she, before we leave, she, before we move, she gets her shovel up and she digs up this little, this little Japanese sprig maple coming up out of the ground. She puts it in a plot. She takes it to our new house, right? And she finds a place where the sun's going to, you know, it's going to be just right. And she's seeing the future. She's seeing what's coming ahead. And she sees that tree that we just you know, that came with our old house and that we left with our old house. And she sees that. And so she's like, where, where do I want that in this house? Because, listen, friends, I have no intentions on ever moving from this house. Amen. I hate moving. I absolutely hate moving. And so I told her, if we buy this house, we're never moving again. And she won't say we're never moving again, but I, I'm not planning on ever moving again. And so, uh, so she plants this Japanese maple in our front yard, right? And about a year or so goes by, and the thing starts to grow a little bit. And it gets, you know, maybe two years. I don't know how long it's been. Um, but it gets about this tall. And she's got a little stick there, right? And she's got it, you know, she's, she's helping this thing grow. And she's watering it, right? It's getting the sunlight. You're starting to see these little shoots come off of it. And every time I would go and mow, she would tell me, hey, remember, there's a, there's a tree out there. Don't mow over my tree. And I'm like, I ain't going to mow over your tree. you got a big stick hanging out of the ground. I know where the tree is, right? And so I've been so careful, so careful not to even get close to this little Japanese maple, right? And one day, I'll never forget, it haunts me like a nightmare. I am not, I, I didn't mow over it. I didn't mow over it. But what happens is, I mean, I have a rider 
right? So I'm riding in my Toro Troy belt, you know, Bronco 2, whatever. And, uh, and I've been mowing, mowing past it, right? Well, you don't get real close when you're, when you're mowing with, with a rider. And so I had that nice little triangle thing going, you know, where you came and you passed on this side and then you passed on this side and all this grass is beginning to grow up. And so I'm just going to, you know, take care of that grass. I'm not going to mow it, but I'm going to get my weed eater out. And so you can tell already where this is going. Right? And so I go up and I start very carefully, very carefully, I start just kind of, just like a, a good beard trim. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to get right, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to get right up close to it and take that grass out, right? Just, just a little bit this way and a little bit this way. Tyra's outside potting other plants as, I, as, as this is going down. Well, for those of you who um, mow your own yard and even more weedied, something happens when that weed eater, while it's spinning, accidentally touches the ground. And what happens is, is when that weed eater head touches the ground, it sends more string out. And about the time I come close to it, I don't know how, I don't know when, I'm convinced it was the devil. <laughs> Slap the head of that weed eater down just as I was coming in, and that thing goes, and I mean, and it, it shot string out, and I'm telling you, I topped that Japanese maple. What was once this big became this big in, in a fraction of a second. And I was like, ah! You know, I'm like, oh, no. And instantly, I'm like, nee, 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 nee. I didn't want to let her, you know, I just kind of kept doing something over here because I'm, 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 I'm hoping she didn't see the, the, the crime happen, the murder, right? I'm hoping she didn't see, I'm hoping she didn't see it happen. And then I look over at her, and she's just planting away, and I'm like, well, maybe I can pretend it never happened. And when she notices it, she's going to be like, did you? And I'm going to be like, babe, I don't know what happened. But that would be lying, a Christian man, right? And so I know this inevitable event is going to happen. And it's, I mean, come on, let's just get it over with. I'm just going to go pack my bags now. I'm going to move in with my parents for a little while. Like, I know this is going to be bad. And I, and I shut the weed eater off. And I reach down and, and I pick up the sprig that was just, you know, whacked. And, it's like, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I just walk over to her. And she's just, she's just whistling while she works. You know, planning, you know, doing whatever. It's springtime. Come on. Here we are. And I'm like, I just kind of show it to her. And she goes, is that my Japanese maple? Yes. <laughs> She's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't know. I just it tapped. It was a devil. It was the devil. <laughs> the devil did it, right? And she gets up and she runs out. And her Japanese maple that was this tall is now just this, this tall. And here's the thing. You would think by looking at that thing that I killed it. But what you couldn't see was most of what is happening was happening under the soil, was happening underneath the surface where no one can see. And I'm here to tell you that that Japanese maple is now back to its normal size, but during that, during that whole year, I don't, I don't even know if it produced another leaf. 
I don't think it grew at all. But what I can tell you is the roots of that thing began to just press down deeper. Are you with me, friends? Buried does not mean dead. Buried does not mean dead. And a lot of people think that if you're buried, if you feel cut up, if you're under pressure, you feel like it's over. If we're under pressure, underpaid, underrecognized, underutilized, that it's just never going to happen. It's just never going to be different. It's never going to change. Can I just remind you guys of something? You're God's child. God loves you. You are his son or his daughter. And the Bible still says, I have plans for you. There is hope for you. There is a future for you. And just because you're walking through a season where you feel buried, it does not mean that it is dead. Because buried does not mean dead. And I think I want some of us to wake up in this next season because we've walked in here and if we're going to be honest, we're numb. We're on cruise control. We're just letting things happen to us instead of being in control or allowing God to have a part in our lives because nothing is changed yet. Why would it start now? I have been praying about that, but nothing's happened. I want to give up. I just want to quit. Are you with me, friends? I believe by the end of this series, someone's going to get their life back. I believe by the end of this series, someone's going to have their vision restored. Someone's going to get their marriage back. Their kids are going to come to Jesus. Their business is going to turn around. And I believe by the end of this series, there are going to be people in this room who realize that what did not kill you only made you stronger. Amen, everyone? So feel that. And the whole, the scripture for the whole series is found in Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, I'm going to start reading in verse 3. The Bible says, that person is like a tree, look here, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. And that is what God is wanting everyone in this room to think about when they think about their relationship with him. Being planted. Being unmovable. You know, when I think about trees and being planted, I think about, you know, the redwoods, right? I've never seen the redwoods. I've only seen pictures of the redwoods. But here are these trees that grew up. They're so big that some of them have been hollowed out. You can actually walk through them. There's some that you can drive a car through. That is what it means to be planted. Some trees provide resources, some trees provide fruit, others provide shelter, some provide food. And out of everything in Scripture that the Lord could liken our relationship to Him to, He compares it to a tree. But not just any tree, a tree that has been planted by. I want you for this series, and really right now, let's just play the game. See yourself as a tree that's been planted. See yourself strong. See yourself powerful. See yourself healthy. And I know you may not feel that way right this very second, but all of that is about 
to change. Can I have an amen, someone? All of that's about to change. How you see yourself is about to change. Some of us, we feel cut down. We feel chopped on. We feel burnt and buried. But just for a second, see yourself the way God sees you. I've said this once. I think I've said it a hundred times. If you could just see what was on the other side of that mountain that you are facing, you would go through that mountain. If you could see what God sees, if you could see what, what is just on the other side of that addiction, if you could see what's just on the other side of that, of that relational tension that you're having, if you could see what's on the other side of this season of your life, man, you would go through that mountain. See yourself at your best. What does that look like? Some of you, you have permission to dream again in 2022. You have permission to dream. See yourself running a mile. Just, just one. Just one. See yourself running a mile without passing out, right? And then, and then see yourself running a mile and a half. See yourself being free from that emotional roller coaster. See yourself not worrying about finances because God is your supplier. See yourself healthy. Can I tell you what the Lord's doing inside of me right now in 2022? Thank God for healing. Thank God for it. Man, there's been seasons over the last several months we have had to believe God for healing our bodies and our family. But I, do you know what's better than divine healing? Divine health. And we've already proclaimed it. 2022, we are done with sickness. We're done with allergies. We're done with the stomach whatever. We're done with all of that. Can I have an amen, everyone? See yourself that way. See yourself walking into an office where everybody's slinging snot, coughing, and hacking, and you sitting down there going, you know what? Any sickness, disease, or bacteria that touches my body dies instantly in Jesus' name. Are you with me? But you've got to see yourself that way. You've got to see yourself that way. Well, it's not happened in the past. We don't live in the past. God's word is true. This is your future, and it starts by us seeing ourselves this way. See yourself free from everybody who hurt you, free from everyone else's expectations of you. Do you see it? Do you see it? That's the you that God sees. That's the, that's the you that God has intentions on creating, but it's because of a tree that's planted it's strong, it's mighty, it's healthy, it's providing shelter, there's fruit. That's the way God sees you. That person, verse 3, is like a tree planted by streams of water. Everything in Scripture is there for a reason. Listen to me, friends. Don't just, when your daily devotions, don't just go blasting through things. Uh, for Christmas, I bought Tyra, if you guys follow her on Instagram, she had a picture of it. But I bought Tyra, the, it's, it's like every book of the Bible in a journal form, so she can read through it and then journal it. And she has made a decision that she's going to take 2022, and she's going to go through the entire set, Old Testament and New Testament. We'll see if she makes it, because what happens is she makes a, a mental decision, a conscious choice, not to just blast through it. So she'll read through it slowly, and because they're really nice, you know, you, you fill them, they feel really substantial, 
You know, I, I heard once that if you're going to buy a journal, get you a journal that you have to spend a little bit of money on because then when you write in it, you actually have to think about what you're writing versus like a spiral notebook, you know? These feel that way. And so she's got, she even bought special pencils that she's going to use to write in these journals. And it, and it happened yesterday. We were, we were kind of sitting together at the table, and she was, she was in Genesis. And what happened was she was working herself. She, she has no time limit. She's got 352 days. How many days are in a year? 365 days. It's going to take a few days off. All right. 365 days, Right. She got 365 days to make it through this entire set. And so she's taking her time. And just in, the, just in the few minutes that she spent in the book of Genesis, she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I've got the theme for created to help. I've got this. I mean, the, did you realize that this and this and this and that? Why? Because when you spend time planted in the presence of the Lord, you receive are you with me, friends? Is this okay? You're planted by streams of water. Everything in Scripture is there for a purpose. The reason that he points out that you're planted by streams of water is because a tree that's planted by a stream of water does not have to depend on rain. I'm going to say it again. A tree that is planted by streams of living water does not have to depend on rain. It does not have to depend on, on, that, on that client coming through. It does not have to depend on your taxes this year. It does not have to uh, depend on the raise that you thought would happen by now. It does not have to depend on government aid. It does not have to depend on your parents bailing you out again. It does not have to depend on the church paying your bill this week. See yourself that way. Because a tree planted by the rivers of water does not depend on the rain. Because it is planted by the source. Because it's close. It's not occasionally taking on water. It's constantly drinking the water. Not when it has time to devote. It's constantly devoting. Not when my work schedule allows. I'm constantly devoting myself. Not when I don't feel tired. I guess I'll go. No. Constantly receiving a source, planted by streams, a constant supply. John chapter 7, verse 38, Jesus starts talking about streams and water. He says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Water flows from you when you're by the source, when you're planted Life flows from you when you're planted by the one who gives life. When we're close, we don't have to depend on anything else. Can you imagine a life where you don't have to depend on any person for anything because the source of all life lives on the inside of you? And the only way that happens is if you're planted. This is what God wants for your life. Every one of us, this is what he wants. Not just for the super holy, those who are planted. Are you with me, friends? That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. That means in the summertime, you're bearing fruit. That means in the wintertime, you're bearing fruit. In spring, you're bearing fruit. 
In the fall, you're bearing fruit. You lay me off my job. Guess what? Fruit. You leave me. Guess what? Fruit. During loss, guess what? Fruit. It doesn't matter what happens to me. I'm still going to bear fruit because I am like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Can I have an amen, someone? Amen. Trying to preach this church up. So many of us are satisfied with the one time we bore fruit. So many of us are satisfied when the one time God did answer. That one time that he did come through, which was great, be thankful, but that's not all he has for you. Amen, everyone? That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruits in season and whose leaf does not wither. One translation says never withers. Well, we know this, you know a tree by looking at its fruit. And the condition, you know how healthy a tree is, is by looking at the condition of its leaves or of its fruit. Did you know it's possible to never wither? It's possible to never fall away from God, to never wilt on the inside of you. Why? Because you're planted by the source. You're healthy on the inside. If you're healthy on the inside, it shows up on the outside. Amen, everyone? And let me just pause right here for just a second. And, this, and the Lord spoke to me, and I wrote a little note to myself to say it, and I don't know who this is for. You don't have to feel guilty because you're going through something. You don't have to feel ashamed because you're going through something. You don't have to feel judged by anybody, especially us, especially the Lord. Because you're walking through a season in your life. I think so many people feel like, well, man, I just didn't have enough faith. Or you're going to be so disappointed because this happened. You don't have to feel that way. This is not a competition. We're here to help each other. To get through every season of life. We would rather you have a conversation with us than just try to fake it until you make it. Just until you, until you get through it, just have a conversation. Uh, at least you'll have someone who's believing God with you. Amen, everyone? Did you know the reason why leaves fall off of a tree? Did a little research. It's because in seasons where... The, there are seasons when the tree begins to store up nutrients on the inside. So what it does is it stops supplying nutrients to the outside. And so it starts storing up its nutrients on the inside. And so the leaves, because they're not receiving the same amount of nutrients, begin to fall off. God is saying, because you're planted in me, you'll never have to do that. You'll never have to live that way. Your leaves will be constant year around. He is, your so, he is your source. He doesn't run out of resources. You know, your most, most creative idea hasn't even come yet. Your most, um, or your best client is still out there. That opportunity of all opportunities is found in him. Your best business idea is still there. That song, that poem, that lyric, that one just, oh my gosh, just captures everything I believe, still waiting 
and it's found in the presence of God. That person, verse 3, is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. All your crazy ideas work. Right? All those steps of faith happen. That hobby turned business prospers. The key is to do something. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to and tried to give biblical correction and counseling to. They're just waiting for a windfall. They're waiting for, you know, something to happen that just changes everything. And while they're sitting around pulling handles, tapping buttons, and scratching scratchers, this one, in Jesus' name, this is the big one. God is saying, I'm your source. This is it, in Jesus' name. Right? God is saying, all you need is me. But we have to be the one that does something. See yourself as the one who personally pays for the playground for the foster care, fostering Mays County. See yourself that way. I see myself that way. I want to be the one that just writes the check. How much is it? What's the next size bigger? Buy that one. I see myself that way. See yourself as the one that that helps out a family. See yourself as the one that pays the church off. See yourself as the one that says, you know what? I want to go on a missions trip this year. I heard we're going on one. Nothing's been planned, but the rumors are out there. See yourself going this year instead of, I just don't know if I can afford that. See yourself as the one paying that family out of labor trafficking through conduit. See yourself. How much is it to set a family free? I got one. See yourself that way. It all starts in how you see yourself. The problem is most of us are not planted by rivers of water. We think we are. We feel like we're planted, but we're only potted plants. He's grabbing another gear. Hang on. We're only potted plants. Because we keep ourselves in confined places so we can move around, trying to look good, trying to just be where everybody's. If it gets too hot here, I'll just move. Are you with me, friends? We want flexibility, and we want to do what we want. But what in reality is happening is we're not planted. We're in, we're, we're potted. And in steep, instead of keeping ourselves in a place long enough actually planted where God can nourish us through every single season, we, 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 we keep ourselves in confined places so we can move around. There's a difference between being planted and being potted. Being potted means I can only do so much because of my education. Being potted means, well, I, if my boss would ever see my value, then this or my position, or my family. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not connected enough. Nobody knows me. Nobody wants me. Nobody needs me. What is that? Potted. That's what it means to be potted. See yourself planted. Does this make sense, friends? This series is going to break you out of that flower pot. This series is going to break you, break those limits off of you. He's going to break you out of the confines that you feel that have been so restricted in your life. But here's what we have to understand. Trees are not planted. 
seeds are. God did not plant a tree. He planted a seed. And it became a tree. Are you with me, friends? What are you discounting because it's small that God is counting on becoming tall? Right now, the Lord's dealing with you. Right now, there's a dream there. It's so small, and it seems like it'll never happen. It's a seed. What are you discounting because it's small that God is counting on to become tall? The question is, is will you stay in the same place long enough for God to do the work? What if instead of praying to get out of a situation, we ask God, what, is, what are you trying to teach me in this season of my life? What is my purpose during this moment? Are you trying to use this job or this situation or this relationship to build something in me or to do something through me? See, we all understand seed time and harvest, but what I think we forget is seed time and harvest. See, we want to plant a seed and expect it to come up the next day. Remember when you were in elementary school and your class got together and you got the little you know, white styrofoam cups and you put the dirt in them and your teacher passed out all these seeds, you didn't even know what it was and you put it in the soil and you watered it, you got to school the next day, what'd you do? You ran right up to that cup and you looked in there to see if anything was going on. And then you got mad, mine's broken. No, seed time and harvest. And after a few days, the dirt looks like it's starting to move a little bit. And after a few more days, there's this little green little that comes up. And that day you're like, oh, it's working, it's working, it's working. And by the end of the growing season, you're bringing home this massive plant. And you're like, look, mom, it's a tomato, right? What am I supposed to do with that, right? What is that? Seed time in harvest. So much of what's happening is happening under the surface. And God can only bless you as far as your character can sustain you. God can only bless you as far as your character can sustain you. So many people walking around saying, well, how come it hasn't happened yet? I just want to start asking them point-blank questions about their life. Are you watching porn? Are you having an emotional affair with that girl in the office? Are you, I just want to start asking them, are you cheating on your taxes? Well, it's not really cheat. Are you cheating on your taxes? Like, I just want to ask them questions. Like, are you, are you disconnected? Do you spend time with your heavenly father? Well, I go to church, I listen to a podcast. No, 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 no. Are you planted in the Lord? Or are you just punching a clock? And ch -ch -ch. That's Sunday, let's go. Everybody get dressed. Ch -ch -ch. How long's a preacher going? He says he's going long today. <gasps> ch -ch -ch. Done. Amen, everyone? Moving right along. God can only bless you as far as your character can sustain you. 
Others of us were educated, educated beyond our level of obedience. I'll say that one again. Others of us were educated beyond our level of obedience. Listen, this series is for you. Already there are people right now, and maybe you're watching online and you've already turned the tent. I don't think we're going to watch this one today. Listen, growth and comfort never produce at the same time. I really believe that this is a, this is a season where the Lord is going to be beginning to add life to us. So many of us, we want to pop up out of that soil so fast that we don't allow time for our roots to grow. The first little storm that comes by and it blows us off the porch. We, we live on the lake now and our neighbor told us, hey, you're underestimating that north wind. We felt it this morning. Like the, my screen door on my bedroom, we have these sliders in my bedroom, the screen door was like. <laughs> After every single storm, you can go into our backyard and we have these cute little potted plants. Not now, they're inside because it's you know, cold. But when the plants are out, we move them around where we want them to be. Every single storm, they blow them off the patio and they go tumbling down the hill. But then you can look out on the side of our cliff and there are pine trees that are probably 45 feet tall. That when that storm came in, they just kind of swayed. What's the difference? They're planted. They have roots. They're strong. They're healthy. They flourish. It is wintertime right now, and they are as green as green can be because they're planted by rivers of living water. Amen, everyone? What are your roots made up of? Character, integrity, grit, staying power, loyalty, humility, patience. That's what your roots are, and that's what God is doing. He's, he's growing those roots in your life. The whole reason you're working at that job and Karen is right next to you, I'm sorry if your name's Karen, all right? You became, you, you became a colloquial expression, and you didn't even want it, all right? But the whole reason she is there is to not so you can quit your job. It's to make it so you can, you can make it through life. God's building your roots. Two years ago, you would have cussed her out. Amen? And not here you are. God will build your roots before he ever builds your height. Some of us, we spring up too quickly and people pluck us right out. Here's what we need to understand. When you're planted, it's dark. It's lonely. And sometimes it's hard to watch because you look around and other people are popping up. And other people are getting opportunities. And you're like, but what about me? Well, first, you don't know how long they've been planted. You don't know what God's already done inside of them. Does this make sense, friends? A lot of time it's hard being the seed. God, why is this taking so long? I thought I did obey. I thought I did say yes. Most people do not have what it takes to stay planted. And what God is telling all of us, 
as a community of believers is if you will just plant yourself, because that's it. You've got to make a decision to be, to move from the pot and to move into the soil by the streams of living water. And whatever the storm is, you're planted. You're planted in a life group. You're planted in a devotion every single day. You're planted in a church. You're planted with people who get you. You're planted. And whatever the storm is, you will be the one that grows. Did you know that the process of planting and the process of burying a dead person look the same? You dig a hole, you put it in there, you cover it up. The difference is your perspective. Are you planted or are you buried? Does this make sense? One, it's over. The other one is just begun. Amen. I have more here. I have more here. Lots more pages and pages and pages of notes. But we're just going to stop and we're just going to have one of those Selah moments. What's the Lord speaking to you right now? As your pastor, I need to know what you're going to do with this message. Like, I need you to, I need you to tell me what you're going to do with this message. I need you to tell me what you're going to do in this season of life. Are you going to quit? Are you going to say potted? You still want the luxury to move and shift around? Cool. But the ones of you who are choosing to plant in this next season are the ones that come February 1st. God is going to do some things in this whole time right now. Amen, everyone? We're going into 21 days of fasting and prayer. This is your season. This is your time to hear from the Lord. This is your season to plant deep and allow those roots to go deep and to receive the resources that God has for you. Amen? Father, I feel like I've reached the end of what you wanted to say today. Lord, we know that the next few weeks, God, you're going to breathe life into people again. You're going to breathe hope into people again. You're going to breathe life into marriages again, into business adventures again. You're going to breathe life into vision and dreams again. Father, I'm reminded of the uh, the one who planted in, a, in the land during a famine in that same year reaped a hundredfold return. Because that's what happens to people when they're planted in you. They're planted in your presence. Father, just fill us up. Fill the people of your place, church, up. Let us be a source of joy, a source of happiness, a source of shelter. Let us be a source that provides people. Let us be a resource. And the only way that happens is if we're planted. Come on, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's looking around.
Maybe you're in the room today and you're like, okay, Darren, I, you, you, you found me. Well, first of all, I didn't find you. The Holy Spirit found you. If you're in the room and you're like, I haven't been planted. I'm the potted plant. I just do whatever's convenient for me. But I'm, I'm going to take this next season of my life and I'm going to be planted in what God's doing. And the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you right now. Right now in this place. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm not going to have anybody come forward. I just want to know, is that you? Is that you? You can put your hands down. Everybody else, put your hands up and put it right back down if that's you. All right. Okay, you can put your hands down. Anybody else? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. Pastor, I've not been planted. I'm a potted plant. When things get tough, when life gets out of control, I just get tossed around. But I'm making a decision that for at least for the next few weeks, I am going to make sure I'm planted. And watch what God does in your life. Father, I pray for every single person that lifted their hands right now. And every single person that may have not understood the question and yet still, that is what they want, Father. They want to be planted by you. They want to have the source of all life on the inside of them. God, I pray that you are that source of life and hope. You restore them, Father God. Lord, I thank you that even when in season, when, when we don't want to, when it feels like there's so many other things we could be doing, but no, we're going to stay planted by the rivers of water. And Father, I thank you that even today, as they leave this place, it feels different. Life is different. Outlook is different. And it's all from the perspective of being planted or being buried. Life isn't over. It's just begun. Father, we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.